0: Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money coronavirus market update. It is Thursday, June 18th, and that means a Thursday morning, we're going to get weekly jobless claims. I mean, there's still going to be a lot of people filing for unemployment benefits so far from the sort of pandemic era. We've had 44.2 million people file, maybe another 15 million or so who are self-employed or gig workers. But a lot of those people have now gotten reemployed, So that's good. And we're likely to see the 11th straight weekly decline since claims did peak back in the week of March 28th. So that's good news. I'll take it. Okay. And on top of that retail sales news, I think there's uh, certainly slow improvement. That is certainly, certainly much needed. It just doesn't tell us kind of where we go from here. So I think the next few months are going to be really interesting to see. We'll keep you up to date on the data. However, until then, you're going to worry about you and what's going on in your financial life. If you have a question, just email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Our first question comes from T. I'm not even going to say the name because it seems to me like it's a, I don't know, is a very intimate question. I was married to my husband for 57 years and we lived for a number of years on his minimum required distributions from his IRA accounts. I had power of attorney for the last four years of his life. When he died in July of 2018, the secretary of our business stated that she, Now was getting everything we had because my husband had signed a trust and that trust gave this woman, the secretary and her husband, all of his assets. The IRAs were not in the trust, but her name was on them. Vanguard never told us that. My husband did not know that. We file our tax returns. We never knew this. I notified the IRS, but everything is closed. Can I connect with anyone to protect me? Okay. This is wild, Mark. This is a crazy story. So first of all, where is the IRA account held? That's where we're going to start. And we're going to go to that custodian and find out what was on the document. In other words, if it was your husband's IRA, who was the beneficiary of that IRA? If it was not you and it was this woman, then there should be a note that says she was the beneficiary. But the thing is, I believe in most cases, you would have had to have signed something that would have acknowledged that there is a non-spouse beneficiary to that retirement account. So first things first, go back to the custodian of the account and find out exactly who is the beneficiary. The next part of this is probably you're going to have to get to a lawyer to see if there's anything you can do. And that lawyer would likely be an estate lawyer. Let us know how that goes. That's a bad situation. Wyatt writes, I enjoy the podcast. I listen daily. I have a question about retirement. I recently turned 30. I'm interested in setting up a plan for retirement while paying down my student loan debt. I have 40 grand in student loans, 5% interest. I make about $70,000. My wife makes $50,000. She contributes to a Roth IRA. I currently put 6% into a company traditional 401k, 7% in a Roth 401k. My company matches the 6% pre-tax. I also pay somewhere between $1,000 and $1,200 a month to the student loans. Does it make sense to keep this structure? Should I contribute more to student loans? Afterthought is that I should move the 7% for the Roth into a Roth IRA. I wasn't sure what the benefit. Don't worry about that. Okay. I think it's good. I like it. I think that you're actively paying down that student loan debt. That's good. No reason to shift from a Roth 401k to a Roth IRA. If you start to make more money, don't put more money into retirement. Allocate any extra money towards debt pay down. Okay. Thanks for writing. I hope that helps. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's see. uh, Jim writes, subject, what to do with our retirement money, which is now fully in cash. Okay. We've been watching you on CBS for a while. Uh, We are 76 years old. We respect and trust you. You seem to have a gentle sense about you and topics. We have put all of our retirement money in cash since the pandemic, and we don't have a lot, less than $220,000. We're looking for guidance and would appreciate any advice. Well, I'm wondering, okay, so you're 76 years old. Here's my question, and maybe you could follow up and give us some more information. This is all the money you have in the world, I'm presuming. So how are you supporting yourselves? Are you drawing down on this money? Is this money necessary to pay your bills? Is this extra money that is in excess of what you might need, maybe because you've got a pension or social security? If you wouldn't mind, could you provide me with a little bit more information and then we can help guide you even better? Okay. All right. This is from RJ. I've been listening to your podcast for several years. I've learned a lot from your advice and the interviews. Thank you. My wife and I are looking at retiring sometime in the next year. My wife works for a large company that provides financial planning services from a CFP. And with his help, we've been self-managing our investments, largely in a diversified mix of Vanguard funds. Fantastic. As we transition to retirement, we'd like to switch to an advisor who can provide comprehensive, ongoing financial planning and investment services. We've gotten recommendations for several fee-only firms. We provided our current portfolio to them and received proposals about how they would handle the accounts going forward. We're trying to weigh the strengths of each firm. Since this will be a long-term relationship, we want a group we're comfortable with, with whom we agree on their investment philosophy and process, and also want to understand what are the services and advice that they're going to provide, and is it matching what we're looking for? One of the big differences is the fees. Vanguard Personal Advisor Services, 0.30%, but the service is not comprehensive. Other firms can charge anywhere between, let's call it a half and 1% of assets. How much do you think that should factor into our decision? So far, we've used Vanguard index funds to keep costs low, and these firms agree with using those low-cost investments. In the future, advisor fees will be some extra headwind. It looks like the difference of the ending value between the high and low firms after 15 years is over $275,000. How much should that bother us? Are there other considerations we're neglecting? Thanks for your help. I hope you stay well. I guess I'm wondering, RJ, what exactly do you think you need? Asset management is really the easy part of all investing. I mean, presuming that everyone's going to be using index or exchange-traded funds. But what is it that you need and what else is going on in your life? Do you maybe need just a financial plan? Could you pay somebody a flat fee for that plan for your retirement and then manage the money yourself? I guess it's it's interesting. I'd have to really understand what you're getting for the additional money. The The Vanguard services, you're probably... I don't know if you get a dedicated person or not, but you know I'd really want to understand this. So Vanguard would be the cheapest option. I get that. But what else do you need and what other services are the other folks providing and how much money do you have? Maybe there's a way that we can kind of get them to drop their fees because we simply ask for a lower fee. Okay? Galen writes, I'm 72 years old. I recently moved to Texas from California. We sold our primary residence. We've got half a million bucks in cash. We have purchased a new home and we've got a 30-year mortgage at about 3.8%. Would it be best to recast the loan or keep the cash? My husband is showing signs of dementia. I don't know what's ahead. Galen, cash, cash, cash. Keep the cash. It's, um, uncertainty is never a good thing, but cash can be a really, really good buffer for that kind of uncertainty. Okay. Keep that in mind. And I'm so sorry about your husband. That's quite a, it's quite a lot to manage after you've just moved. So, um, if you need more help, of course, we'll be happy to pitch in, in whatever way we can. Okay. Well, that's it. That is the podcast for today, Thursday. Uh, When you have a chance, if you would not mind, go to our website. It's jillonmoney.com. You can listen to other shows. You can watch some TV segments. You can read some of the stuff that we are writing all the time. We would also really appreciate... If you could rate us and leave a review, Mark says that the number of people leaving reviews and rating us has spiked since we have gone to the daily updates. So, you know, that's about all we can get out of this is just a little bit of a love from you guys. And so if you can, please do that. And sure would appreciate if you could pass along this podcast to other people that you know. Okay, well, that's it for the show wash your hands wear your masks maintain your social distancing and don't forget to do something nice for somebody today we'll talk to you tomorrow thanks for listening if you've ever been in the market for a new home you know home shopping can be a lot there's so much you don't know and so much you need to know what are the neighborhoods like what are the schools like